This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back to Unwinding. How are we doing? Listen, I'm going to do so much unwinding this weekend, okay? Heavy on the winding part. Like, what is going on with the planets right now? We have some eclipse happening and a full moon and Mercury is going into Gatorade soon and it's all just like a little too much, you know? I'm going to need the planets to do less, please, because a bitch is feeling it. Am I the only one? Like, am I the only one feeling this? Please tell me. Please let me know. Um, anyway, I have one of the most exciting episodes ever for you today with Emily DiDonato. Like, did I just say that out loud? Because I think I did. You might know her as um, a supermodel, Sports Illustrated model, face of Maybelline for over 10 years. Shall I go on? Um, she also recently co-founded Covey, which is her skincare line that she launched with her best friend Christina. I've been trying their their three-step routine for a while now and I mean I love it. It's so simple, it's so gentle, and it just works. You know, the vitamin C serum might be my favorite. I love vitamin C serums honestly, and this one is unlike any other one I've tried in the sense that it's so 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 creamy and my skin just like loves it. Um so I have a code for you by the way if you want to try Covey. Everything will be in the show notes, but the code is just Lisa G. I'm very excited about that and I hope you guys will check it out. I'm also just going to say, sorry I'm I'm very caffeinated if you can tell I'm also just gonna say it's so aesthetic like the whole line is so aesthetic and like I'm a sucker for packaging I want things to look cute on my vanity this will look so cute in your room in your bathroom on your vanity wherever you, wherever it might take you okay so yeah that's it really I'm so excited for this conversation Emily was so 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 nice I just like I just feel so grateful for this conversation honestly and I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I enjoyed having it. I'm so excited to share it with you and if you don't follow Emily on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram which I'm sure you do but if you don't highly recommend. I love her TikTok. I love her YouTube videos. She's just she keeps it so real and it's so refreshing and she's just a very beautiful person obviously outside but um inside as well. So I hope you guys enjoy and let's get into it. Okay. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. I could not, I, this is a big moment for me. Okay. So freaking out a little bit. Um, but before we get into it, I want to obviously talk about Covey because it's your new baby, not like real baby, but like your new skincare (laughs) baby. So, um, talk to me about that. Like where did your skincare affair start? Yeah. First of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here too. Um, and yeah, of course, happy to share anything and everything about Covey. It is truly my baby. It took three years to grow it and make it. So now it's finally here and I'm so excited. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, my love affair with skincare started, you know, I've been modeling for a really long time, almost 12 years. So my skin was always really, really important to me, taking care of my skin. So I always felt invested in it. But unfortunately, I think like many other people, I kind of came from, from the mentality, like more is more. I layered many different products, many different actives. Um, and I was really wreaking havoc on my skin. Honestly, I would show up to work and just have like my skin just flaking off my face. And I'd be like, I don't know why this is happening. I'm doing everything right. Um, but I think one of the most like important or pivotal moments was I really started going down a rabbit hole in terms of research. Um, when I did this video for Harper's Bazaar, I did one of their famous get on ready with me's. I shared my routine. It was very complicated, multi-step. People tore me apart in the comments. They were like, this routine makes no sense. You're not supposed to combine those two products together. That's not the right order. And I was just like, you know, I'm someone who's passionate about skincare. You would think I would have this all figured out, but I don't. So I started researching on, I was going on communities like skincare addiction. I was on Twitter. I was looking at reviews of top selling products and um, routines. And I realized that a lot of people had the exact same questions that I had, which was like, what products do you actually need in your routine? Do they work together? And what order am I supposed to be using them in? Which is why we started Covey, this three-step, simple, effective, and compatible routine. So that's kind of right. the... But it's also not your fault. because I think we've all been there just because there are so many products. Like, it's impossible to... Uh, kind of navigate unless you like take the time to research like what can I use and it's overwhelming in a way so I love that you guys came up came to it in the perspective of like let's simplify this because honestly it, it doesn't have to be that complicated also just curious where did the name come from so covey is a real word it means a small flock of birds so I oh, love wow. that word so much first of all it's so short and sweet and cute yeah. um, but I was looking for words around like togetherness and community um, because I think of the three products as like this little group myself and my business partner who is also my best friend you know I think of us as like a little community and also so much of creating covey was based off my social channels and social listening and like our community so I was like I really was looking for something that represented that which is why I loved that word I love it I love it yeah. I've been trying the cleanser and the moisturizer I haven't tried the vitamin c yet because I'm finishing oh. up a different one and yeah. I've learned I, I identified when you said like your skin was freaking out because I get a lot of skincare and I want to try everything immediately and I've done that before and my skin was like this is not, this is not going to work for me, this you know, so yeah. we're making our way through it. Um, so I want to start unpacking your road to like self-love, self-acceptance. Mm -hmm. I kind of use those two intertwined and I love how vulnerable you've been on your TikTok and on your YouTube. And to me, it's like one of my, honestly, one of the biggest subjects in my life is like self-love, kindness, body image, all that, just because of how like prominent it's been in my life, especially in the last few years. Mm -hmm. So for anyone who might not know, and I know this is like a loaded question, but can you kind of walk us through like the more, the bigger, more impactful moments from when you started modeling at 18, right? 17, yeah. 18, um, to now in, yeah. in, as it pertains to like self-love. Yeah. I mean, I started modeling when I was 17. So I was like a normal, healthy, athletic girl. Um, but I entered this industry and there were a lot of people telling me a lot of different things that I needed to lose weight and dress differently and act differently. And 
all of those things. Um, and I think, you know, when you're young and you're impressionable, it didn't feel like I wasn't loving myself. I was just like taking direction, right? right. I was just like, oh, I just need the rules. To, following the rules, which I always have been that person. Also, yeah. I wanted to be successful. So I was kind of like, oh, I just have to do like this, 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 and right. this. this and is the recipe. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, once you start controlling all these different aspects of your life and, you know, it started with just like, oh, you know, I'm 17, I'm 18 years old. When I don't eat like McDonald's after school, I look a lot better. It start, it starts small like that, right? And then slowly things just started escalating. And the smaller I got, the worse I felt, um, the more I was just like desperate for other people to perceive me in this way of like that I was perfect or a great model or all those things. And the thing about being a model is like, you can be the most beautiful, thinnest, best person in the room and you still might not get the job and people still just don't care. Um, which actually applies to all things in life. Like I think so many of us strive to be like thin and small and all those things. And it's like, what do you really think you're going to get out of that in the end? Like, I promise you, it's not much. I got to the smallest I had ever been, like probably literally, I mean, 30 or 40 pounds lighter than I am now. Like I was very, very small and thin. How and old I was, were you? Sorry, how old were you? I was you like 19. Okay. Yeah, I was 18 or 19 and it was like my first year living in Manhattan and I was alone and I lived alone and I lacked kind of structure and, you know, I wasn't with my family all the time like I had been used to. I was thrown into this new life. Um, but like, you know, I think I reached a point where I was so thin. I still wasn't, it wasn't helping my career. It definitely wasn't helping my life. Um, I felt really lonely, really lost, really confused. And I, I don't want to say that there was like this pivotal moment where I was like, you know what? Frick that. Like now I want to love myself and just let yeah. myself be. I don't like think it works like that. I think it's <laughs> such a slow fade. Like it's such a slow fade. And I still to this day, like struggle with trying to figure it out as my body I'm 30 now. Like my body continues to change and evolve. But I think there was a point when I was like 18 or 19 years old where I was like, okay, like I've gone to an extreme. I actually feel worse about myself. Let me just get back to like where my body wants to be and go from there. That was a journey in itself because then I gained a ton of weight back. I felt so out of sorts, learning to love myself from point A to point B, you know, that alone, like getting back to that normal weight for me was very difficult. And then even since then, just like continuing to learn to love myself, even though I'm not fitting into, which I still don't, this perfect cookie cutter model of like what a fashion model should be right right I don't know where it was I think it was in your maybe on your YouTube channel or on one of your TikToks that you mentioned that when you booked the cover of uh, Sports Illustrated that's that kind of gave you a push in a way that you were like my body is okay because you had been facing rejection at your thinnest which was like what what do you mean like is yeah. this what you guys want like you guys want me to be super skinny now I'm super skinny now you don't want me um <laughs> totally and I, yeah I I would love to hear more about that just like so that maybe that was one of the moments like even like a small moment that made you feel like okay like this body that I have right now might not be accepted by everyone in the industry that I'm in but there there are going to be people that are going to value it which kind of made you realize like I don't have to change it like I don't have to shrink it right yeah I think like when I booked Sports Illustrated it was kind of like that external validation that was and which I don't think is the root of like getting through that time but I was kind of like okay someone else is celebrating my figure a very big magazine that has like the biggest models in the world like I'm gonna go with this it's a double-edged sword because as much as I was happy and proud and I was kind of like look at me like this is amazing. When the pictures came out, I cried hysterically because I was like, 
I still was like, I don't look like the other girls in this magazine. I don't have like six pack abs. Like I just felt like I didn't fit the mold. Um, but slowly over time, I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, I think I was so hard on myself for so many years that I was actually like, I'm so exhausted. It is so exhausting. Like speaking to yourself constantly being like, you don't look good or you don't look like her or you don't look perfect or you look different. Like I think that inner dialogue is so exhausting. And once I started filling my life with other things that didn't have to do with like being thin or shrinking myself and also introducing like a more of a positive inner dialogue, like things really started to change, but it it was, I was exhausted from it. I can't even imagine that being my job because so I've had a comp I've had a very complicated relationship with myself and not because of how I was raised. Like I had a beautiful childhood. My parents were amazing. Um, but I kind of taught it to myself that, oh, like I'm a, I'm a double Capricorn. Okay. So I'm crazy. And also (laughs) like, I'm such a perfectionist. And so it led me to just demand so much of my body and of Mm -hmm. my appearance. And so for, you know, when I, I think it started when I was like 18 to like 20, I'm 28 now and I'm, I'm finally, finally just being nicer to myself. I okay, know. that's a fucking decade. Like it's crazy. And so I know. But I taught it to myself. Like I taught myself yeah. that I wasn't good enough, that my legs aren't good enough, that mm-hmm. I have to look a certain way. I I'm not allowed to go on date. Like I put my life on pause. This is a very long story, but I basically put my life on pause because I felt like I wasn't deserving of so many mm-hmm. things because of what I looked like. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and this is, and I'm not even a mo- like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I can't even imagine it being my career. Like I can't, I can't. And, and it led me to an eating disorder. It led me to just so much, like just such a shitty relationship with myself and with my body. And, you know, I think I didn't even grow up with Instagram. Like Instagram started yeah. later and I can't even imagine it being in my face right now because it's like, I was never taught that, you know, it's okay for your body to change. Like, I hit puberty way later. Um, I was very, like, I'm tall-ish. I'm 5'8", and I was always just very, like, like a surfboard. Like, I had no boobs, no butt. Yeah. Like, I was just so, so, like, I was, like, so thin my whole life. And, and I could eat anything I wanted. Like, all good, right? And then I turned, like, 19, 20, and my body was, like bitch like I got (laughs) hips I not even like huge hips but like my body changed my body changed as that is normal right like it doesn't happen to everyone but like we I wasn't like brought up with the conversation of like it's okay if you have cellulite it's okay if your body changes you are a growing human and so uh, this just this conversation like we could take it so many ways but how would you say like how has the way that you feel about your body shifted from when you started modeling to right now and I know it's a it's a constant thing, right? There's yeah. no end game. I think that's a huge misconception too, is that self love is this like end game that you just like wake up one day and you're like, Hey, like I've got <laughs> no. it all figured out. Like I wish it were, right? But Yeah. No, I mean I think when I was younger, when I first started modeling, it was like, How can I be smaller? How can I be thinner? Um how can I shrink? That was the main and only goal. And I think, you know, what you were saying earlier, just kind of now it's like being able to allow my body to go through the motions and like change at times and being kinder and like gentler to myself. Like even during the pandemic, like that was a tough time. Like I definitely gained weight during the pandemic. And I did have moments where I was like being really hard on myself and you want to be like, I want to be like, no, I got to like get back to it or like get back to that size. But it's like, actually like your life is really different right now. Like our routines are really, really different. Like 
it's okay that like your body is also like changing during that time. Um, so I think like the conversation generally has just changed in the sense that it's like being gentler, being kinder, and also focusing more on being stronger versus, sorry, my husband is being so No, you're fine. Hold on. But yeah, I think the conversation generally just changed from like, instead of focusing on smaller, smaller, thinner, also for like what reason I have like, you know, in the, at the end you're like, there, there's no point in that being like your end goal. And I feel like a lot of young girls like struggle with that. Like it's like their main focus is like being thin or staying yeah. thin. And it's right. like, but there's it's so also, much more to life. There's so much more to life, but I think it's also, that's what we have seen for so long. I, I, like until I think very recently in the last few years, we've seen a celebration of different bodies. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, of course I thought that was the only thing that was valuable because that's what I saw everywhere. Like I only saw a size zero. I only saw a size two. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was a four and I didn't feel good enough. And now I'm a six and sometimes I'm an eight depending on the jeans and I don't care. Right. Well, yeah. sometimes I care. I'm not going to lie, but whatever. That's not the point. The point is, no, yeah. how are we not going to feel like the only aim, especially as women is to shrink our bodies if that is what we see everywhere. And so I think, you know, people can say whatever they want about social media, but I think one of the most beautiful things about it, especially TikTok, is that we see different bodies and we see people not, we see people embracing them as they should. Like, it's not something to like be, like, I don't, I was talking to a friend and she's, she's like a size 10 or 12. I don't know. And she was like, you know, I, she was like, I get offended when people tell me like, Oh my God, you're so brave. Like I'm, you're, I'm so proud of you for sharing this. And she's like, the fuck does that mean? Like, am I not a like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, it's so true. Right. It's it's like, why can't I, why can't I? But I think we're still, I think we're headed in the right direction, but I think it's a conversation that has just recently kind of started. Yeah, I mean, I think now, especially with social media, TikTok is great with this because I feel like on TikTok, things become popular or go viral that are not solely based. I mean, of course, there are sometimes it's solely based on like a girl looking good, but there are so many other layers to TikTok and things that go viral on there versus Instagram, I feel like is a little more superficial in ways. Um, But yes, I, I totally agree. Like it's been such, so refreshing to see different shapes and sizes and backgrounds and that being celebrated and going viral and all of those things. Cause I also just grew up with like a very specific, I don't know if you've seen those TikToks lately that have been going viral. And it's like, of course I have body dysmorphia. Like this was considered like fat when I was younger. And it's like <laughs> Hillary Duff, who's like the oh most like, God. like normal, thin, like person, but like that I was know. considered like curvy, right? That was like, whoa. It's like, what the hell? Um, So thank God it's changing. Yeah. 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 No, it totally is. And I think like, you know, one of your TikToks stood out to me too, where you said like being the thinnest is not necessarily going to make you the happiest person or the most successful. And when I was at my worst in the sense of I like weighed out every Mm -hmm. single thing I ate. I would literally take a scale with me to Chipotle and make them like individually pack it. No, I can't even like, when I think about it now, I'm like cringe. Like how embarrassing. I had no, I I gave no fucks though. I was, I thought I was like 
the baddest bitch because I was <laughs> I doing that. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I felt on top of the world because that was my life. It was shrinking my body, yeah. lifting weights, being super fit, and weighing out everything in my life. And I thought mm-hmm. I was happy, but I had no life. Like, my whole brain consisted of food, yeah. working out, and that's it. I had no space for anything. I had no space for relationships. I couldn't be social, really, because that either meant drinking or going out to eat. Um, And so, where was I going with this? Oh, and so... Once I finally reached, you know, my goal, which, by the way, is bullshit, because once you do reach that, you want more because we're all greedy and mm-hmm. it's never enough. Like we, we want more and more and more. Like you're never going to reach a point and be like, OK, great. Like, love it. Like, I wish it worked like that. At least it didn't for me. And when I finally got to where, you know, I thought was good enough, I still didn't feel good enough. No. I still didn't feel happy. So disappointing. <laughs> I still wanted more. And so now when I look back, I'm like, holy shit. And so when I started going to therapy for my eating disorder, my therapist was like, that's what I need you to hold on to and to remind yourself, like, it's not about your body. Like, because you got the body that you thought you wanted and you thought was going to solve all your problems and it still didn't. So that's where that's where the conversation of, like, my relationship with myself had to start. Because totally. that's when you realize, like, not only are there so many more things to life, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to look good. Like, yeah, I don't think there's anything no. wrong with that. But there has to be a line, right? Like, there has to be a line where you don't put your life on pause because you don't think you're allowed to live it. Like, that's that's yeah, what I did I for think, so long. Yeah, I think, like, how much you're letting it control your life or dictate your life is really important. It's, like, you know, the difference between, like, when I was 18 and I put out on a pair of pants that didn't fit for some reason one day, you know, that would ruin my whole day. Like, I wouldn't go out or I wouldn't, you know, see a friend or I wouldn't eat lunch that day versus now when that happens, I'm like, oh, that's annoying. They must have shrunk in the dryer. Like, it's, <laughs> it can't be me. Whatever. <laughs> Find a different pair. Um, you know, just, like, being a little bit kinder yeah. and a little bit gentler is, is yeah. key. And I think, it, I mean, I think it happens with time too. And I think when you said that you kind of got to a point and you were just like, I'm fed up. Like I, I, I almost wish it didn't have to get there for some people. I wish yeah. some people realized before that, but that's what happened to me too, is I was like, I'm d- miserable. Like I have no, like, I'm so miserable. And, and I don't think this is what life is about, you know? And I was painting such a different picture to everybody in my life, but inside I would come home and I was felt like I was in a jail. Like I just felt so yeah. trapped, but So how would you say modeling has kind of shifted your perception of beauty? Because in a way it's like, has it made you feel like I think about this and I feel like, you know, we compare ourselves to people on different covers of magazines who might not even look that way. Yeah. And so it's like, which is so crazy. Um, I understand, but it's so crazy. So I don't know, like what... Has it shifted your perception of beauty? Like, what would you say about that? I mean, I think, like, any girl who's roughly our age would say, like, it shifted it in the sense that, you know, a couple years ago, when I first started modeling, you know, the ideal beauty or what most models were at that time were, like, six-foot Eastern European blonde hair, blue eyes, double zero. That was in, like... I did grow up with a time where it was, like, Paris Hilton, Britney Spears. It was, like, thin, blonde, white girls and that's who the media celebrated and that's who magazines celebrated and I was just like that's what I want to look like that's like beautiful to me but I think like with age also like so much of that I know it sounds like so I don't want like 
I still care about looking good. It's still something that like, I like to get ready. I love getting dressed. I love getting dolled up and all of those things. But like, you just realize that like beauty in a person, like you can, I've just, I guess I've just been in the room with some of the most beautiful people in the room multiple times in my life where you're like literally with, I'm like, this is the most beautiful person I've ever seen physically standing in front of me and they still suck. And you're like, <laughs> you are terribly boring or like terribly mean. I would never want to be your friend. And it's like, why is that? Like, so then to me, I'm like, that's not very beautiful or that person, you know, I think like authenticity and like vibrance and like that kind of energy and like kindness that radiates from people that you, I feel like later in life you realize like that really is like what's beautiful and you can fall in love with that in someone, you know, even if they're, but if they don't have that genese quad, but they're like, so just gorgeous glamazon, you're kind of like, oh, well that's quite boring. Right. No, I, I can't agree more. And it's like, I my therapist and I have explored this so much because I tell her that I often feel hypocritical that this has taken such a large part of my life. And unfortunately of my 20s, just me being consumed and not feeling good enough and struggling with my self-worth and whatever, the whole thing, right? I tell her that I feel hypocritical because I'm not that way with other people. Right. Right. Like you would think if I tell you all these things and all these issues that I have with myself, like you would think that that's the first thing I look at in someone and I'm judging them head to toe. And I'm so I don't give one fuck what people look like. Like, okay, sorry, I swear a lot. I forgot to give you the preface Um, when I'm not going to lie. Do I like attractive men? Yes. Do I I, do I need to feel attracted for sure? But like that's not going to make me stay. That's the difference. Right. And so I told my therapist, like, I feel hypocritical that this has consumed so much of my life yet. When I think about, and this really like hit home for me, and that's what I started to think about too, is like, when I think about the people that I love in my life, I don't, I don't think about, like when I think about why I love my mom, her beauty, though I think she's beautiful, her beauty does not come up. And I really right. hope that's the case for people. Like, I hope you don't love people because of their ass and because of <laughs> their beautiful hair, right? So it's like, we also have to think about it. It's like the thing that we value so much in ourselves and sometimes in the world, like, it's like what literally matters the least in 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 general, right? And I think, but I think that also comes with time. I think you realize that with time and just depending on your kind of road through this, I think you start to realize like it actually doesn't matter. Totally. I completely agree. But I think it's hard, right? So I want to talk about comparison because Mm. I think we have so much, we have accessibility to so much content at any second of the day from all, from all avenues, from all platforms. And I think it's hard. Like it happens to me all the time. I've had to mute people that were making me feel some kind of way, not because they were doing something necessarily, but because it brought up something in me that I was like, okay, this is making me feel, you know, something. So I'm going to mute them or unfollow them or whatever. And so I don't know, like, what would you say to somebody who is struggling with their self-worth because they're engaging in comparison? Yeah, that it's such a tough one. Like I definitely fall down that rabbit hole myself sometimes, but it's like one of the things that I've had to be pretty hard on myself about. And one thing I think like, I mean, it's tough. We have these external pressures and like external, you know, ideals of beauty that are kind of pushed upon women. But at the same time, like, you know, what you were saying about muting people, like you do have to be mindful about what you're consuming. Like I also mute many, many people. And like, I just muted a new group of people, like a new genre of influencer the other day that I was like, I just don't feel like looking at this right now. And I don't know what's going on with me. It is triggering me. And that is on me. It is. That's the thing. It's on us. Yeah. (laughs) 
I'm yeah. like, but I don't want to see it. But I still love that person. I just yeah. don't want to see it. I'm so yeah. sorry. Which is okay. Um, it's okay, yeah. though. But it is, like, uh, you do kind of have to take responsibility. Like, you can't, like, if you're going down these rabbit holes and looking at, perf- like, on your Explore page and all you see is, like, all these perfect girls and you're just, like, tapping into all of these photos and feeling like crap about yourself, like, you have to not give in to that kind of, activity and you know I know your mind wants to go there I know it's tempting sometimes but I have to be hard on myself sometimes and just be like Emily like stop what you're doing right now like you know exactly what you're doing like step away put it down don't look at that this is like how is this bringing any value to your life but it's like I do have to you have to be aware and you do have to be like disciplined on yourself to be like is this going to make me feel better is this going to bring something positive into my life is do I find anything in here useful if not and that goes like to say for like influencers and people that you follow in the media you consume like sometimes you just have to be like goodbye you're muted yeah no for sure for sure and (laughs) yeah along with that it's like what do you what do you wish we saw more of online because I feel like the people that I love to follow the most um and that I feel like you know I want to see what you're having for brunch show me your kid like I need to see it all you know are the people that show me a little bit of everything yeah. Like not only not the shiny moments cuz we all know at this point it's bullshit, right? It's impossible that your your life is consisted of a shiny moment every single second and if it is like I'm so happy for you, but like I don't think that's the case, right? And so I'm not saying that I wish everybody that had a platform showed me their shitty moments. Kind of. I wish they did because I yeah. think we'd have a we'd have such a better perception of what life should be first of all and also I think we wouldn't feel so pressured to only share beautiful photos which therefore would make social media such a happier place which I think again I think we're going there I think we're headed a little bit there I think people are sick of so much everything everything being so curated I think we're all valuing relatability more because we're all like oh like we're all kind of miserable at some point like let's share that you know so what what do you wish we saw more of online Yeah. I mean, I think like that relatability, I think like diverse content, meaning like I'm happy to see like your pretty breakfast and pretty coffee and stuff, but also like mix it up. I like when I just feel like the person that I'm following is being authentic and I can tell that like the person that they're presenting themselves as on the internet is, you know, who they are in real, in real life. We, I'm sure we both know that's not always the case. Um, but yeah, I definitely cannot follow people where everything is so perfect and so curated. It is exhausting to me and actually just really uninspiring. I don't want to consume it. It doesn't make me want to engage or post myself. If anything, I look at it and I'm like, oh God, like I'm just posting, I just keep posting the same picture of my dog over and over again. This sparks joy for me, you know? Also, I have a, I have a golden doodle too. I love Izzy, by the way. I have one called Ollie. So So cute. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think it is just like more authenticity, more real moments. Um, And like, I think we all like to see a little bit more of like the behind the scenes, like pulling the curtain back behind, like what's really going on. I think I'm sure I know like, you know, with Instagram, you have this podcast, like it's so easy to want to just put out the final product and be like, look at all, all the result of like all of my hard work. But I think we all like to see like everything that goes into things more um, and how people do it and how you feel doing it and your journey with it. So that's what I like to see. And I love that you said that you don't feel inspired when you see mm-hmm. just perfection because it's so true. And I want anyone who's listening to think about this. Like, I don't know about you, but like, I don't get inspired by 
everything looking shiny. Like, if anything, when someone is vulnerable, when someone is opening up, and it doesn't mean you're telling me your deepest, darkest secret, right? It doesn't have to be that revolutionary. But whenever someone is giving me a little piece of them in some way, in whatever capacity that is, that's what inspires me. Because I'm like, wow, I want to do that, right? And so that's why when I started... I like to talk, as you can probably tell. I can't shut up. I can talk to the wall. And so that's why I started a podcast because I was yeah. like, I love Instagram, but I don't like I don't love taking photos of myself. Like, for sure. I love to look cute, take a selfie. Yeah. Love that. But that's not really my thing. Like, I wanted to start it because I wanted to talk. I wanted to share. I've been through a lot of shit and I was like, I might as well share it. Um, and I my aim with anything that I'm doing really is just to make anyone feel less lonely. And so for me, it's like, I especially can't stand when I just see just perfection and perfection and perfection. Cause I'm like, I know that's not real. Like I've been Mm -hmm. that person who only posted the good stuff for, for, for years and I was the most miserable. So it's like, I just, you know, I don't even know where I was going with that. But the point is, yeah, I don't feel inspired by, by anything. And I just encourage always people to just share more of the realness it doesn't have to be that we all have bad days we all have shitty moments like it doesn't have to be this big ordeal right and exactly um and I wish we saw more of that too um but the next thing I wanted to talk to you about is confidence which is Mm -hmm. another big topic in my life lately and you know you are obviously unbelievably beautiful and you have said in your again I think it's YouTube videos or TikTok that Mm -hmm. there were moments when you didn't feel confident you didn't Mm -hmm. feel good enough And so I just kind of want to, like, talk about that because Mm -hmm. I think people have this misconception that beauty and confidence are tied. And that's not always the case. You can have one without the other. They're not mutually exclusive things. And so, you know, I know that you're in a different industry, obviously, in a very arguably cutthroat industry of modeling. and, and, And so I would just love to hear, like, do you think confidence is a mindset? Do you think it's something that you acquire? Like, what are your thoughts on it? I think it's a combination of both, right? I think, yes, it's something acquired in the sense that I think age helps, experience helps. Um, You know, when I was much younger, I felt insecure doing anything and everything. I was so constantly thinking about how other people were perceiving me and that's how I lived my life. Again, really, really exhausting. And then when I got older, I felt more comfortable kind of just leaning into like my genuine interests, people that I genuinely felt attracted to and wanted to hang out with and, you know, felt less like, oh, how are they looking at me and perceiving me? Also, I think with time you realize that most people are thinking about themselves. themselves They're not like yeah. thinking about you, which is we a relief. We think we're like so important, right? That yeah. everyone is thinking about yeah. us always. Um, but I also very much think confidence is a mindset and it's something that I go through ebbs and flows where sometimes I'm more confident and feel great. And it depends on what's going on in my life, right? Like even when I launched Covey recently, like those first two weeks, I felt amazing. I felt powerful. I felt excited. I felt confident. You know, so many things came together that I worked on for so long. And I was just like, wow, like we did it. Like it really came into the world. But then there's multiple things that happen or like even within my relationship where I'm like, oh, I don't feel good enough. Or I feel like I'm not this today. Or I don't like look great today. I'm like under the weather. Like I don't feel like I have anything to add. And, you know, I start spiraling. So, but I definitely think like any of the times where I'm not feeling very confident that, you know, fake it till you make it like really does go a long way. It's like, you know, when you smile and then convince yourself that you're happy, it is kind of like that. Like 
sometimes you just have to own where you're at in the moment and just be like, this is the best that I have to give. Like, I look great. I am great. And I just got to roll in there and go with it. But it's definitely easier said than done. But I think it is wrong for people to think that like you wake up with that kind of like confidence ingrained in you. It, It doesn't happen. But, you know, I think also confidence came for me over the years as well. When I started going out of my comfort zone a little bit more, trying different things, getting good at different things, you know, realizing like, wow, I'm like very capable when I try something and I like am interested in it and follow through with it. I can do a great job. Like, and that's a boost of confidence, right? Versus like waking up. And even if you have the most killer hair and makeup, like you still, it doesn't mean that you're going to be like, I look incredible. Like come and get me. It's just not how it works. I know. I know. And I, I feel like I had this misconception that, you know, I would get so annoyed when people would tell me like confidence is a choice. And I was like, bitch, I'm not trying to not be confident. I'm not choosing to not be confident. Like I want to be confident, right? Because I have this big personality and I can't shut up. And I, you know, that's just how I've always been. But I was so scared to like, let it just let it out, I guess for so long. And I think it was also tied to so many different things, but you know, finally, I, now I understand why people say that. Now I understand that it's not something you just wake up with. It's not, you know, you're not going to have it just, just because you're a size zero or because you Mm -hmm. get to a size, like, that's what I thought it was. I thought it was, I thought it was an end game. I thought I was going to get there one day. And that was the biggest thing I realized only recently, truly, that that's not how it works. And you work at it every day. Mm -hmm. And you're not always going to feel confident, just like you don't always feel happy, just like you don't always feel sad. Like all these things are are visiting you at all times, right? Um, So let's pretend you're having a shitty day, like you're having a bad body image day. You're not feeling confident. What do you do right now? Like, what do you do to like walk through that day and like get through it the best you can? I would say like step away from the mirrors, like stop obsessing over like what you're looking like in the mirror. Like I feel like the days where I wake up and I'm not liking how I look, like that does not mean like stand, get on a scale or look in the mirror or try on jeans. Like, you know what, if you're having a day, just like have a day. But I also think it's like spending time with people that are positive and uplift me. Like, it'll be like, okay, I need to like go to lunch with a friend, like get out of my space, get out of my head, um, work out, do something that makes me feel good about myself. That doesn't have to do with like, you know, what you look like. Exactly. Like working out to feel strong or just to like release some stress or energy, like focusing on that versus being like, okay, now I'm going to go run 10 miles because I feel like I'm having a bad body day. Um, I think like, yeah, it's like, I'm always trying to reach this point of like body neutrality where I'm not like looking in the mirror and having a great day if I look good and like a horrible day if I like feel like I gained a few pounds. It's not easy, but I feel like I've gotten better about it because again, it's just really, really exhausting to like let that part of your life control the rest of it. Right. Especially when it's like your job. Like that's what I... I feel like your boundaries that you probably have now are so much stricter than before because you obviously already knew you you obviously already know what happens when you don't have them in place, right? Exactly. Totally. So I I'm like love this conversation so much and before I let you go, I just want to ask you what does and I know we kind of touched on this in the whole conversation, but like what does self-love look like for you right now? Like, how do you show up for yourself? What are the ways that lately you've mm-hmm. been feeling like this is your me time and this is what you do to like fill up your cup? 
Yeah. I mean, for myself, like I am still pretty tough on myself in instances like where I'm like, I like to work out every day and I like to have a killer workout. And like, you know, that's something that I enjoy. I've always been an athlete, but I've been feeling like a little under the weather lately and a little tired. And it's like, can I be kind to myself in those moments where I'm like, you know what? Today is not going to be the biggest, best, sweatiest, most killer workout ever. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm going to be okay if that's the case. Um, but I think for me, it's like being gentler and also like giving myself the space to be alone and kind of indulge. And when I say indulge, it means like watching my reality TV show, like going to get the frozen yogurt that I want, kind of having unstructured me time where it's like, I'm just going to kind of like do what I feel like I need to do today. And sometimes that is just like laying in bed and watching TikTok and not communicating with the world. Like for me, that is like self-care because I'm like quite introverted and I get really tired around a lot of people. Not that we've been doing that a ton lately, but you know, it's not the way I recharge. That's for sure. It's like, doesn't always give me a ton of energy. Um, but I think it's like, for me, self-care is just like giving myself the time, the space, to do what I need to do in those moments where I'm like, all right, I'm feeling a little low. Like the tank is a little empty. Like what's going to just kind of make me feel like I'm doing the right thing for myself right now. Yeah. I love that so much. I'm reading this book by Grace Beverly and she talks about, um, you know, how we live in this hustle culture, right. And how one of the most important things to be successful and to hustle and to work is to literally not do anything and yeah sometimes right and and how we we tend to wait until our like you said we wait until our tank is empty and then we're like okay now I'm burnt out yeah now I'm gonna give myself five days off because I can't fucking think right and it's like we need to be better at and that's something that I'm doing too is like giving myself more space to not do anything because I have this this need to just I love working I love being busy I love feeling Mm -hmm. busy when I don't I I have really bad anxiety so I it just makes me anxious and yeah and so we have to give ourselves those moments of not doing anything at all and actually when we do give ourselves those moments of not doing anything at all we're so much more productive in turn but we're like stubborn I'm so stubborn like I won't give myself that space or that time but Mm -hmm. I I love that I mean yo yo and chilling watching reality tv sounds like a dream honestly it's great it's really great you should try it everyone should try it (laughs) everybody listening go do that right now oh my gosh emily thank you so much yeah thank you for this conversation i loved it so 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 much and i can't wait to continue continue trying covey and continue watching you kill it thank you no thank you so much this was amazing Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.